0: Goodbye, the University. Welcome, everyone, to our second call with Ruby on the chakras. If you listened to the first call, Ruby, you did that last month, right, in February as part yeah. of our a supplement to our money aligner practice. We were going over how energy in our first chakra can potentially block or assist with money manifesting. And it's quickly became clear that we were interested in learning what sort of magic we can reveal through the rest of the chakras <laughs> in the body. So thank you for being willing to continue this exploration with us. We're covering this second chakra today. Um, Ruby, everydayloamagic.com, that's the best place for, for people who are new to you and your work to find you online?
1: Yes, Everyday LOA Magic, or my social handle is at sociallyruby across all platforms. So you can find me, on uh, any social platform, you can find me with that handle. Right on. Well,
0: maybe we ought to have you start with a, just a quick introduction for anyone who might be hearing this call first, so they'll know a little bit about you and the work that you're up to.
1: Um, okay, uh, so I am a life coach, and I use... Um, my knowledge of the Yoga Sutras, um, Law of Attraction, and Quantum Physics. Uh, and I have a very unique five-pronged approach to coaching. Uh, so when an individual comes to me, there are five aspects within their life that I lo- that we kind of work with to make huge gains and huge transformations. So that's essentially what I do. Um, other than that, I am a doggy mommy, a first-time doggy mommy, which I'm like, so enjoying. <laughs> <laughs> you, have to, you were posting the cutest pictures. I love those photos. <laughs> yeah, and so now, so now I'm in India. I'm visiting. Um, so he's at uh, a, at a friend's at a homestay, and I get these photos of, uh, from her every day. Oh my God, to see, he is such a naughty guy. Uh, <gasps> everyone's in love with. Him. <laughs> but it's he's good they're in love both. with him. If he's a naughty <laughs> yeah. boy he is just you know but everyone loves him he's taken over the hearts of every. I mean he is just and I'm missing him so much in fact to relax for this call I actually went online and I was just like flipping through all his past photos that she sent me right (laughs) on (laughs) because it it just brings a joy to us. Um, And then I blog some, um, I write about what I know and specifically I write about the things, the questions that I am contemplating myself. Um, uh, So whenever I've made some breakthroughs, I come back and I write about it. Um, I do a lot of, uh, well, not a lot, but I do some volunteer work um, uh, where I live in Dallas. and, yeah, I love cooking. I love to take long walks. I love hiking and camping. Um, and, yeah, I have a pretty good life. So that's me. <laughs> you can find me on Com.
0: <laughs> right on. Right on. Okay, so um, I, I has anyone else – I don't know if anyone else has been doing their chanting from our – Last call, but Ruby, did you want to, you tell me how you want to structure this. Do you want to field any questions from anyone who might have been playing with their first chakra with money, or do you just want to dive right on into what we're going to explore on the second chakra today?
1: Um, Yeah, so thanks for asking, and I was thinking that maybe we could take the first 10 minutes and if anyone wants to share their experience or if they have questions about what we discussed first, uh, that would be a great way to start. And then I was thinking, Jeanette, maybe we could spend a couple of minutes just going over what is chakra, and and I know we discussed that in the last call, but if someone joins us or is listening to this for the first time, it's good to kind of give them an overview before we start with the second one
0: i agree i agree fully in fact we might want to do that right now
1: okay so you want to begin with the overview of what is a chakra right i think so yeah let's okay so um so for those of you who weren't on the first call um or who aren't familiar with what is a chakra um in essence in yogic philosophy uh the the, the cosmic life force um which we refer to as prana, it flows through every living thing including our physical body and it is this life force that actually manifests and imprints itself into the physical form and it has uh, a tremendous impact because depending on, on the, the quality and the type of energy that's flowing through your body, uh, you physically will manifest certain things and, and 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 you will experience a kind of wellness or it could be you could experience um, misalignments uh, illnesses and diseases so prana remains the, the the heart of yoga the heart of yogic philosophy and everything that yoga tries to do is to manage balance and ultimately master uh, the the yogic uh, the the pra- the prana or the life force that is flowing through your body. Now what happens is, um, so if you can imagine these 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 millions and millions of lines, invisible lines of energy that are flowing through your body, there are natural places where these lines overlap in very high numbers. Um, and this overlap creates a kind of uh, intense energy point or what we know as a vortex, which we're fam- familiar with in law of attraction. So it, can, it, it creates an intense vortex of energy which is called as chakras. And the reason chakras um, become that important because if you have a very powerful, potent, concentrated Energy in a point, it's going to have tremendous impact um, uh, on your uh, on the state of uh, everything that you manifest. So chakras essentially are like these whirlpools, these vortex of energy that that keep the prana flowing, that keep the life force flowing um, uh, with ease um, throughout the body. So any blocks in the chakras immediately will impact and cause uh, imbalances in the surrounding areas. And each chakra is responsible for uh, very specific uh, physical, emotional, behavioral, um, and spiritual aspects of ourselves. So sometimes we experience a lot of things, and we might not understand why it's happening to us. But if you study the chakras, you'll be able to connect the dots and kind of understand what how is it manifesting why is it manifesting and what you can do about it um so yeah so that's that's an overview of what is chakra and chakra energy
0: so ruby would you say or how would you compare your understanding of prana with the way abraham talks about source energy and in our inner being i was wondering if prana is another way to describe source energy flowing through
1: us. Absolutely. So so when she says source energy, um, uh, prana is the life force of that source energy. It is it is the energy that is fluid. It is the energy that wants to manifest. It's the energy that wants to create. But it's all a part of source energy, or, or in yoga we call it the consciousness.
2: Mm. So okay, cool. it,
1: it's very similar, and and when she talks about an uh, inner inner guidance or the inner inner self, that is the the very specific manifestation of that prana in uh, as you as your uh, as as a very individualistic identity, which is you.
0: Ooh,
1: thank you, Ruby.
0: Um, Brent, you've got a question in chat room that I'd love for you to ask right now, if you're unmuted.
2: Oh, sure. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Um, I, I asked in the chat, uh, can we use LOA principles to prepave our fully aligned chakras? I assume yes, but uh, are there differing techniques for each chakra to do so? Uh,
1: yes. So you can you use LOA principles? Absolutely, because essentially we are using energy and both um, techniques uh, aim at clearing energy. So absolutely it works. Um, uh, with as, as regard to your second question, are there different or specific techniques for chakras? Yes, there are. Um, so, so it, it, in the last call, we discussed a couple of them to clear uh, the money chakra, which is the mooladhara or base chakra. Um, so, there are there are specific postures, there are specific foods, there are specific. Uh, chant uh, like the, the chanting that we talked about, there are specific affirmations that target that chakra. So even at the end of the call today, um, as we discussed the second chakra, I'll talk about two or three uh, very specific techniques that you can use to release and balance energy of that chakra.
2: Mm, thank you, that's great.
1: Ruby, I had asked you, I'd emailed you a private
0: question about, something that i noticed with my voice as i was doing the chanting that there it seemed to be changing like uh you uh, know i there was something about my voice that seemed to be evolving the more that i chanted is that an unusual experience or was it a sign of blocked energy because i mean it sometimes it would even make me cough at first <laughs> okay.
1: Uh, okay. So I know, and, I, and, I, and that's a really good question, and I love that you asked it here again. So, with chanting, um, and if you're doing self chanting, okay, so this is not um, using um, sounds or audios uh, with someone else chanting. It, this is if you're trying to chant on your own, the voice fluctuations and changes are extremely normal because what essentially is happening is that you're finding the vibration created by your um, by you you're, you're finding the vibration that fits just right for your body energy at the time so you will also notice that you might do some chanting today and it might be at a particular frequency at a particular mm-hmm. uh, depth but then two days later you are in a different you you're bringing a different energy to the, the meditation or the chanting. Mm. Unless, of course, you're a master and then you can maintain that energy and then your voice doesn't change. But if, like, people who, like you and me, who, who, who are practitioners, you will notice that two days later when you sit down, you might enjoy or you might feel the impact of the chant at a very different frequency. And that all depends on the state of your mind, how... Uh, uh calm you are versus how rattled up you are uh, just just an overall uh, energy that's flowing through your body the other thing is that remember that with your sound you're trying to visualize and and as you're chanting you're trying to visualize and take that energy and vibration right down to your base um chakra so so in that attempt as you're visualizing keep keep, keep, keep to move that vibration down to the base chakra to to kind of impact it there, you are going to uh, naturally change frequencies. So it's absolutely normal. Cool. Wow.
0: Okay. Thank you for that explanation. Much appreciated. Does anyone else have any questions about last month's call or practice before Ruby dives into our our second chakra talk? Okay, I think we're good to go, Ruby.
1: Yay, (laughs) okay. So um, today we're talking about the second chakra, which is the Swadhisthana chakra or the sacral chakra. Um, And this particular chakra is, uh, so the first chakra, if you remember, we were talking about physical identity, your right to live, your right to be here. Uh, This particular chakra is all about your emotional identity. So you have physically manifested into the world. And with this chakra, you are trying to get uh, a very individual identity for yourself. And that stems from the emotions that you bring to the world. That is what gives you an identity. That is what gives you a personality. That's what makes you you. Um, so sacral chakra is associated with uh, emotions. It's uh, associated with all things to do with pleasure, passion, and pain. Um, and a lot to do, th- this is the chakra that kind of rules um, your self-gratification or it drives your self-gratification. So um, Swadhisthana actually in Sanskrit means um, One's own abode, um, so literally it means a place where you reside, um, and 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 it's not so much as you reside, but to me it, it it's a place where you become uh, the identity that you want that you wanted to uh, manifest into this world. Um, it it's also the place where the collective consciousness uh, finds a resting place. So that's where. You um, kind of pull from the collective consciousness, pull bits and pieces. In law of attraction, we talk about you know when we are we are born, we come into this world. That part of the soul comes into this world, trying to specifically experience something, uh, and it's already you know they know what they want to experience, and so we physically manifest. So. That's this chakra, which is the sacral chakra. You will take, this is the place where you pull from different places, different experiences that you want to have from the conscious, collective consciousness, and then manifest it as your emotional identity and live under that emotional identity for the years that you choose to live uh, in the physical form. So the energy here is emotional. Emotional. and it deals with your identity, your pleasure, and your creativity. And that's the important one for a lot of us um, because um, and, and the easier way to understand this is that if you're becoming something that's the energy and if that energy is aligned and is balanced, that's the energy that's going to give you uh, the push to create. Uh, if that energy is imbalanced, then you aren't Going to be able to create your own. Um, so we so, talk about that in that. Yeah. Well, when you
0: say create, I hear that as like conscious creator, like you know how we're manifesting what we want into our reality. It sounds like paying attention to the second chakra is really uh, important for our success. There would is that the same way you mean our creative center
1: yes so that is exactly it this is your creative center whether it is your physical creation or it's your emotional creation it stems from this chakra hmm. and 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 it's so so for example the, so uh, um, the location of this chakra is at the base of your spine near your pelvic uh, bone and if you think about it which organs lie in that area is hmm. your ovary it's your prostate, it is the, the organs that help consciousness physically create. So one of the imbalances, and we'll talk about imbalances, but I'll, I'll kind of mention it here. One of the imbalances that you will experience um, if this chakra is completely out of whack is your ability to give birth. So there is a give birth aspect in a physical sense, and there is a give birth aspect in the creative sense as well. So it all lies in this particular chakra. You become, this is where you uh, kind of solidify who you are. Hmm. Okay, this, this
0: won't seem exactly related, but Ruby, I'm curious if when you're interacting with someone, you can get a sense for where their chakra blocks are? (laughs) When you're coaching (laughs) someone, can you totally tell? Are you like, whoa, she needs to do some heart chakra work (laughs) or whatever?
1: So I I don't push the chakra work um, on people. But yes, through conversations and in my coaching, uh, the the study of chakras has really helped me because the stuff that they, they say or the stuff that they say that they're manifesting or the questions that they ask, if you know the chakra details,
2: you you know
1: um the usual suspects that I call oh, gotcha. them um, that are causing her to manifest or, or this person to manifest these things. And so what that gives me is an advantage to ask probing questions or follow up questions to then narrow down um and and, and help the other person self identify what the core issue is. So,
0: if I might be jumping way ahead, okay, I'm going to ask you to answer this letter. But I'm thinking, if I if I want to create money, should I chant for my secret, my second creation chakra, or my first money chakra? But we'll get to that later. I want to let you finish what you <laughs> wanted to share first before I take
1: over yeah, the whole call with questions. <laughs> That is a really good question. And yeah, we, we, let's address this at the end of this. That's an awesome question. Um, that's, that's good. I'm excited to answer it, but I won't, not right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> finish <what> <laughs> um, so so uh, coming back to this particular chakra, the core need of this chakra is to feel, to want and to create. Um, so, if you remember, the last one, the, the the first chakra we talked about, the right to live, the right to be here, that was the core need of that chakra. The, the second chakra, the core need is to feel, to want, to create. So, everything to do with emotions, everything to do with passion, pleasure, and everything to do with creation. Um, So the organs that are impacted by this chakra are your pelvis, your lower back, your prostate and your ovaries. So generally, like we said, the areas that allow us to physically create um, are impacted by this particular um, chakra. So um, if you are actually balanced in this chakra, there are a few, uh, things that you, you'll notice you already have. So things like you are able to, if you're able to successfully nurture yourself and nurture others, um, that's a sign of a balanced chakra. If you are, um, or if you have a very high emotional intelligence, intelligence, that's a balanced chakra. Um, you experience um, uh, 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 extreme uh, wellness Overall, 360 degrees, overall wellness in all aspects of, of your life. That's a balanced uh, uh, chakra. Um, so, what what are the signs of an imbalanced chakra? Are things like, say, as you can guess, everything to do with emotions. So, if you are overly emotionally dependent in your relationship. Um, if you notice, if you look back, whether it's your current relationships or your past relationships with your friends or your family, with your partner, if you tend to be needy, if you tend to be overly dependent emotionally um, uh, in your relationship, this this is the chakra that's responsible. That means this chakra is in imbalance. Or you lack a, a general sense of desire or passion for for anything like you, you can't feel connected or feel passionate about anything uh or maybe um you have challenged setting with, uh, setting boundaries uh for yourself and again this has got to do with relationship this this is the chakra that this chakra imbalance is causing that um or maybe you fly in these two, two extremes which is either you are uh, a manipulator in relationships that is you get your way through manipulation, or on the other spectrum, you have poor social skills in the sense that you do not know how to how to interact um, or connect with uh, you know people that you meet. So these are both extremes so if if any of these extremes are playing out in your life, you know that this chakra is responsible um, for that imbalance. Or if you have um, any kind of sexual addiction or dysfunction, um, it can be traced back to uh, an imbalance in this particular um, chakra. So uh, what causes this chakra to go out of balance? some of the usual suspects are if you have experienced neglect or rejection, um, especially growing up. Uh, it could be as uh, when you were a child, or it could be in uh, as a teenager, or it could be as a young adult. Um, your formative years, if you have experienced any kind of gross neglect or rejection. Especially from people that you trusted or loved or were close to, it kind of this um, those experiences imprint, and they kind of throw this chakra off balance. Um, Or it could be things like um, if you have experienced people telling you that your feelings don't matter, or if you've been taught to deny your feelings or your instincts or not to show your emotions, um, it is this chakra that is gonna go out of whack. Um, Or maybe you have been a part of some form of emotional abuse or some form of extreme manipulation or continue to be, uh, a, a party to manipulation, uh, then this chakra is uh, going to be out of balance. So I want you to like think of generally all your um, first experiences, uh, they kind of uh, cement your emotional identity. So think about things like um, maybe your first kiss, maybe your first sexual experience, maybe uh, your first experience. Uh, uh with your parents or your guardian someone who's supposed to nurture you your your initial experiences there your first love um, it, uh, maybe your first teacher or mentor or someone that you really completely trusted um, the quality of those interactions and the quality of those firsts will either nurture and continue to balance the chakra or leave imprints to um, eventually, you know, uh, uh, throw this energy off and cause imbalances, unless you deal with, um, you know, some of those beliefs and some of those traumatic experiences that you had. So unless you've done some forgiveness work, it will continue to impact um, this particular um, chakra. So. Uh, so this chakra, like we said, like I said, is is a, is is responsible for emotion, but is blocked by guilt. That's the important thing. So in any situation in your life, if you you know that you can easily <laughs> you can easily pinpoint to which uh, which kind of therapy you need, which chakra therapy you need, if uh, you ask yourself that, are you driven Uh, by guilt in the matter. So if you are driven by guilt, chances are that it is your sacral chakra that is an imbalance and it is an issue that uh, impacts the sacral chakra that is causing consciously or subconsciously those things to manifest um, in in your life. So yeah, so that's, I'll stop here for questions at this, at this point, um, and just kind of see if anyone had any follow-up questions around this. Uh,
0: Veronica, are you filled in? I don't know that you are, but I liked your comments in chat room. This might
2: be. Yes, I'm here.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, would any chance you want to chime in with what you were sharing in chat room?
2: Yeah, um, sure. I'm happy to. Um, yeah, I've noticed in in my coaching practice that that when we were talking at when. Um, Ruby was talking about the the uh, spectrum or the uh, imbalance in the chakra and manipulation being at one end and then poor social skills at the other. Um, I would say that manipulation is also a poor social skill, and that the opposite of manipulation is perhaps appeasement, and so those two opposites tend to attract. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, spot on.
1: And 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 the reason manipulation. Uh, tends to also be a social skill, Uh, a poor social skill, is because, you know how we say that a bully is always bullied? Like that's the behavior that they know. Um, And so goes with um, manipulation or neglect or denying feelings or whatever, because you have experienced that as a first. And if you haven't dealt with it, then that's what you know. And so that continues to manifest, and that's your go-to emotional um, tool, so to speak. So absolutely, you're spot on. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Thanks, Veronica. Um,
0: Brent says in chat room, I would say in general, men in the U.S. are asked not to be emotional or focused on feelings. Yeah.
1: Agreed. Um, Anyone else? Oh, yes. I don't think it's just the U.S., Jeanette. Like I just mm-hmm. want to kind of point out. I mean, I can. I'm from India. I've grown up here, so I can add India. But I, I, I can bet it's across. It's, it's just. I have a feeling that as we, as we, as we see all of these things happening, you know that the collective consciousness has reached a stage where we've identified oh, this is what we're doing to the masculinity and this is what we're doing to femininity. And I don't think it's country-specific. Because we're drawing from the the same consciousness, all of us are experiencing pretty much the same imbalances.
2: Mm, You you know what's interesting about this? This is Nancy. I was just reading in um, the I Am Discourses, they were saying that India and the United States have a very, very strong... um, uh, energy exchange that a lot of Americans are actually reborn from India and a lot of Indians are reborn from the U.S. and there's this energy exchange going back and forth between the two. And uh, so when you when you just said that, Ruby, I thought, oh, my gosh, well, maybe that's why the men here uh-huh. and the men in India are experiencing that because of this energy exchange that um, St. Germain spoke of in, um, in the I Am Discourses. So. Yeah, I mean that that's I
1: love that uh, fact actually because that's a fact for me now. Um, but um, you know, this there's something about these plains, and I'm not just saying India as a country. Uh, the, these borders are very recent, but there's something about this plain, this plateau, that for thousands and thousands of years have drawn people uh, looking for spiritual explanations and conscious connections. So I am not surprised that that exchange is happening and I'm sure, um, you know, it's happening in a, whether it's happening heavily towards the US that plateau or is it happening all across the world? I don't know, but there has always been a pull um, for people around the world. And this is going back decades and decades, thousands and thousands of years ago. People would be attracted to this particular plateau to just connect with the consciousness. And, and you know, as a country, um, for all our stuff that is messed up, um, our our um, devotion to spirituality—not religion—spirituality religion, spirituality and finding self is. Uh, is really intense, like it it falls, it comes into every aspect of our lives and everything uh, is spoken, anything that is dealt with is dealt in terms of karma, is dealt in terms of, you know, connection to source. I mean, obviously different words are used, but it's, um, it's I find that very interesting that I would really love an answer to, to what, what is with this plateau that attracts all of these things, I don't know. Yeah, interesting. Very
2: cool. So, I think
0: we're caught up on stuff in chat room. Do
2: you have more so questions,
1: that? Says- Ruby, what did you say? No, Um. I was going to ask that if you don't have any questions, did you want to get to answering yours? Yes. yes. Let's do <laughs> So, your question was um, if they're trying to create money or attract money, should I view it as, as the muladhara or the base chakra, or does the creativity come in play, right? Like, or should I focus on the second chakra? Um, the, the very gray answer to that <laughs> is if your trying to attract money, and, and we spoke about this last time, that we don't want money for money's sake. It stems from something. And with money in the current um, current situation that we find ourselves, money is a, is, is a resource that we use to exchange uh, exchange for stuff that we want. And generally, the stuff that we want is to make us feel secure, stable, make us full, uh, uh, help us fill our needs, our basic needs, and help us survive. So I would say that if your money attraction practice stems from any of those or is in pursuit of Um, fulfilling any of those aspects, then it is the uh, base chakra that you need to practice, and which is why money is associated with base chakra, because 99% of us want to attract money because it gives us something. And it always gives us security, stability, it helps us survive in a particular situation, it uh, helps us fulfill our needs, and that is uh, energy, that is in your base chakra. Now, if you are in that 1% that's creating money because you just wanna see how much you can get done. Um, and if you are free of any attachment from the need of the money as an exchange resource, then I would say, yeah, play with you know, your sacral chakra. But money comes um, the money energy is rooted or is in the base chakra for that reason, Jeanette, because most of us are trying to uh, get money uh, because it gives us XYZ. That makes good is that, sense. Is that
0: question? That was a really good explanation. Thank you, Ruby. That was much better than what I was thinking, which was I'm going to wait to hear what the seed sound is for the second chakra and see which one I like better. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Or she can maybe I'll tea
0: on both. I don't know, but yeah, your explanation much 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 better thank you
2: <laughs>
1: and and you know the thing is, as we move through the seven chakras you'll you know you'll notice and i'll i'll, I'll say it now, but I was going to say it later, but I'll say it now what eventually we're going to do or what eventually you need to do is you are as as an individual as source that has manifested in this physical form what i want to do is lift myself up from the base all the way to the crown and we'll we'll discuss each of these chakras and you'll see how as you travel up it becomes mm. about something else it completely mm. becomes about something else and so you'll know notice that even if you could work the money chakra really well you wouldn't want to stay there because uh, the idea is that you pull that vibration, you start from the bottom, and you take it to the top. Ruby, <laughs> that is so cool to hear you say that because
0: a lot of times people are drawn to my work in order to manifest money, and I will entertain that because I feel like until someone knows that they have the rent covered or the vet bills paid, it's it's it feels pressing. They don't turn their attention to other things in life until they get those basic survival things handled but what I like is the skills that we can pick up there to be able to apply them to other things like yeah money might get them in the door but it's what we do with it after that gets really exciting to me
1: exactly absolutely Jeanette and you know your alignment your wisdom this this bliss that we are all trying to uh, you know experience every waking minute um it doesn't lie in the base chakra So everything that you you write about or anything that has been written about in Law of Attraction or any other philosophy book, it's trying to explain the same thing. And I think (laughs) I guess chakra philosophy is no different that, yeah, you can you can you can focus there on your physical and your emotional needs. But no, all the juice is up here. Come up here. Meet me here. The party's going (laughs) in full fledged, you know, right up here in the crown chakra. That's where you want to be. So absolutely, uh, but, but but the key thing is that, um, so although the juice and the fun could lie in the chakras above, the, the, the thing to remember is that if you do not address some of the security, safety, um, uh, instinctive um, blockages that you face, uh, you aren't going to be able to travel up successfully because you know what Mm -hmm. happens you can you can explore the heart chakra or the third eye and you know be all communicative and aligned but that base energy is still out of whack it's going to Mm -hmm. pull you down constantly Mm
2: -hmm. so the
1: aim of yoga the aim of chakra energy or kundalini these are words that are very kundalini i guess is very popular in the u.s the 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 focus and the aim of that is to make that serpent make that energy rise from the bottom get it nice and juicy flowing but take it on top but you have to address address those bottom energies first you can't move up or no let me that's limiting you can move up but you're going to get pulled down there's always going to be that tug that comes from that from the bottom because If you're if certain you know, if you if you if you think of the seven chakras, you can have five chakras like perfectly ceiling fans going, ooh, fresh air. But then the there are two chakras that aren't working. So that imbalance causes think of it like the pressure system. It's going to pull and push and it's not going to let the chakras that are in balance function because there's something lacking. Hmm.
0: Well, it makes me wonder when you do chakra work with someone? Do you just focus on one at a time or do you have them, like, because I know some chants cover all the chakras in one chant. I have some of those recordings. But I was wondering whether you would do it in steps rather than, like, broad strokes over the whole thing.
1: If, If someone's a novice and if there are multiple, generally, most of us, Jeanette, have, like, issues or... Uh, growth opportunities in more than one chakra. Um, I That's a nice definitely... way
0: of putting it. Growth opportunities <laughs> more in more than one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh my God! I can't believe I said that.
2: <laughs> um,
1: but but you know we we all we all have these imprints and imbalances in more than one chakra. And um, that's why I like my eight session format because I prefer to focus on one um, and kind of really get down to the nitty gritty, release, mm-hmm. or give some neutral in that energy before you move on to the next. It's like, you. Um, you know, I've heard you say this, Jeanette, where, you know, sometimes people um, in the open coaching calls or a lot of people that write to you, they tell you a list of things, a list of things that they're doing um, to kind of let go and surrender, and I'm also doing this, and I'm also doing that, and I'm I'm here, I'm there, and I'm stretching, and I'm also stumbling, you know. And I have heard you say this, that maybe you're doing too much. Maybe Mm -hmm. you want to just stop. Maybe Mm -hmm. you just want to do one. And that's essentially um, what, what I think is the best way to approach chakras is to kind of get Simplified. down in with one yes okay. and then you don't have to i mean in yoga like if you take yoga teachers training they will always tell you work in the order right like as a teacher we are expected to work the order we're supposed to start at the bottom like in the base chakra and travel to the top like that's the order that's given to us in our practice but you know i don't i don't think that necessarily good for everyone. Um, I'm not saying that you have to start with a base and then kind of move up. No, but at least it is, it's advantages for you to just focus on one instead of trying, trying to change you know, different things, different questions, different strategies. I okay, would cool. say one.
0: Good answer. Thank you. Veronica, you had a question about kundalini?
2: I do. Um, So we're in the territory of the second chakra, and this is an adult question, so I just want to preface it (laughs) Good preface. Adult
0: question, everyone.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so a couple of years ago, I I went through a divorce, and, you know, I – when I made that comment about manipulators and appeasers, that's because I know firsthand. So I was going through a divorce with a bully and a bully who had hired mercenary attorneys. So my strategy was, or the way I kind of got on is I meditated like I've never meditated before. Sometimes I would spend two, three hours a day just sitting in meditation. I would have like music that would help that process. And um, at some point, it things super shifted. Like I had an experience where, you know, my body from someone observing me from the outside might have seen me sitting on the sofa, but I was floating above that sofa. And then at some point, all the the, the kundalini rising happened. It it happened for several days. So had I a really amazing tantric partner? I mean, what a flippin' opportunity. <laughs> 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 However, when we have that experience and there's not that kind of tantric partner to exchange with, what do you suggest to do with that? Because it is so powerful. So
1: I think I understand your question. <laughs> yeah i think i know what you're getting at pg13 moment okay um so the thing with kundalini is that um the kundalini is the term that is used specifically in tantra that's a that's a very specific uh how can i say um uh, it's like it's like the difference between Law of Attraction and Secret. They they are talking about the same philosophy, but the Secret is a secret and Law of Attraction is Law of Attraction. It's two different authors. You know, there are slightly variations in technique, but essentially the same. So Tantra Yoga um, and Kundalini is, is 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 has the same philosophy and the same literature as the basic chakras, um, and they just define it as a serpent. In chakra or in other schools of yoga, they they don't define it or call it kundalini, or they don't call it a serpent that needs to rise and come out of the, you know, travel upwards and come out of the head. Mm -hmm. And the other thing to note is that what I've seen is in the West, people have, Taken the Kundalini uh, and Tantra uh, to help people really, um, what can I say? Kind of get this energy going in the base and the and the sacral area and experience mm-hmm. extreme pleasures. That's 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 as far as I will go with the word <laughs> and the. The the idea, and they use it in couples therapy, as I've noticed that they use it for couples therapy um, or, you know, rejuvenating, you know, your romance. Um, And the idea is that, and because you are playing with energy and because you're working that chakra, anything you experience there is going to be mind-blowing, like mind-blowing, because you are using a really potent, uh, form of that energy, uh, but in yoga, that would be considered as an addiction because the, the aim of um, yoga is not to get stuck with lower energies, but to liberate yourself and move towards the absolute truth or joining with the source. Uh, and if you get too attached to what that energy is doing for you down there, um, you're just gonna wanna play with it like a child. You you know, you're just like, oh yeah, it's raining, here's the ball, I'm gonna, you know, you just get, you don't move beyond that. And you will not move beyond beyond your physical aspect and you will not move beyond your uh, material and emotional aspects. And the point of yoga is to move beyond that and align with the source, Get to your intuition, get to that guidance, and those energies lie on the top. So I don't know if if you answered that question. I am not a student of tantra, so I can't speak specifically to their practices. But I hope I've answered your question, or at least help you kind of get some sense uh, of what you asked. Okay. In my book, I wouldn't recommend. I wouldn't recommend staying there. I would recommend moving up. Cause really juicy stuff up there, up there, move up.
2: <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, okay. I want to clarify that I am uh, not a student of tantra. I'm actually a 500-hour yoga teacher, and I've studied Ayurveda for years. So I, I'm totally on board with what you're saying. I wasn't aiming for that. This was something that spontaneously happened from sitting in meditation. <laughs> but, right. So. I think, but from what you're saying is that I think we're coming back to law of attraction and setting intention because I'm getting back into meditation now. And I, I recognize from this conversation that there's an intention that can be set that when that shishumna opens, when that kundalini rises or whatever we want to call it, whatever wants to be created because it created itself, right? That was, Mm -hmm. um, is that I can set an intention to open to source and receive whatever wants to be, um, what, whatever is trying to get through. I, I think I'm going to play with that. Does that make sense? Yes, ma'am. And, and and absolutely. And and what you what you would
1: do is from your if you feel the uh, if you feel the energy and you feel the movement in, for example, the second chakra you would, in your meditation, move it up, like consciously move it up. And um, in this case, if you're using chanting along with your meditation, then switch the chant to the next chakra, the next uh, 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 word, next uh, Bija sound <clears throat> for, the, for the upper chakra. So doing that, what you're gonna do is you're gonna pull the energy that you've created <clears throat> uh, in the lower chakra and then pull it up to the next. Now, say if you experience an opening or uh, um, a movement there, then ideally what you would do is move on to the next chakra, like pull it up, like switch the chant and move it up and try and pull that same energy um, uh, to one up. And so it goes till you reach the third eye and then the crown chakra. And that's essentially what you need to do in your practice. If that um what you're aiming to do
2: yes i like that and and i'll keep a chart of the bisha's handy because i don't remember this, the root sounds so i will keep those handy that's a good idea thank you i, I will do that
0: you're welcome thank you veronica and, so you can and ruby Hey. Uh, so let's move to Brent's question next. Which is, what are some second chakra techniques we could use, like we practiced chanting for our first chakra last month? Tell us, Ruby, how we might go about sorting things in the second chakra area.
2: Okay. So,
1: um, <clears throat> so with balancing this particular chakra, um, this. Chakra is actually um, associated with water, the, the element water. So some of the things that you can do is uh, you could do nature therapy, which is spending time near lakes, ponds, basically oceans, water bodies is what um, is recommended. Um, you could go swimming. You could, uh, if you enjoy fishing, then you could go Fishing, anything wherein you are near water is going to help you balance this chakra. Um, the the chant for this particular chakra is Vam V A M. So, can anyone remember what is the chanting sound for the last one? L A M. Yes! Yay! <laughs> and you win. Conscious creation. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> so I'm D so chakra, excited
1: was, to hear. <laughs> so for the root chakra, it was Lam. For the um, sacral chakra, it's going to be Vam. So V-A-M. And A is pronounced or articulated as uh, the A in father. So Vam is what you are going to exaggerate when you chant. Um, <clears throat> the other things you could do uh, if, if you guys practice yoga postures, um, things like uh, postures like trikonasana, which is the triangle pose is very good for this um, chakra. Uh, bhujangasana, which is cobra pose, uh, extremely good. Um, uh, baddakonasana, the butterfly pose is really good. Um, or you could do the Natarajasana, which, which is the dancer pose. So I'm going to say the English uh, postures again, if you want to write it down, and then you can Google um, how to do those postures. So okay. one is the triangle pose, <clears throat> cobra pose, butterfly pose, and
2: dancer pose. So you will, will you say those you just one more
1: time, Ruby? Yes. Triangle pose, cobra, butterfly, and dancer. I'm going to type it down um, in chat room. I just typed that in chat. I just wanted to.
2: Ah. Oh, you yeah. did. Okay.
1: Yeah. Thanks. So these are really good poses and you'll notice that <clears throat> all of these poses kind of stretch your pelvic area and <clears throat> that's essentially uh, what helps. And if you if you do these poses with just normal breathing and just kind of focusing on your breath, it really kind of opens uh, the pelvic um, area and kind of opens your hips, uh, which allow the chakra energy to kind of flow a little um, better. The other thing I think um, is worth noting um, to bring this chakra into balance around food and nutrition, which I love to give. Um, so this chakra, the color is orange. So all orange foods are recommended and up for grabs. So things like papaya, uh, orange itself, <laughs> orange the color, orange the fruit, pumpkin, um, mangoes, uh, walnuts, melons. These are extremely good foods that balance this particular um, chakra. <clears throat> Would that include so, squash? Yeah. Is it yes. squash? Yes. Squash, orange or yellow? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Cool. So that, those, are the, those are the three, four things that you can try. Um, but I'll tell you that the, these are all the action-oriented <clears throat> um, activity-driven things that help balance the chakra, which must be done. But the 50 percent so this is the 50 percent work, the physical work. The other 50 <clears> percent <throat> that will that is a must. For balancing this chakra is actually working on some of the blocks that we talked about. Some of the things that are causing this chakra to go out of whack. They could be your past experience. They could be imprints that you have. Um, and again, I'm just going to mention imprints for those of you who don't necessarily believe in reincarnation and ignore this part, but imprints generally come from your karma, from your past life. And there there is there is some portion of these imprints that you you kind of are born with. You haven't done anything to activate or manifest these things. They have just come as a result of your past life, as a result of the fact that you come from this collective consciousness and you have been recycled or you chose to recycle. And there's some things that flow through that's karma. So it could be something that has happened in your life. Now, it could be inference that you're born with that you may have to investigate, or it could be a situation that you're living through right now um, that relate to these traumas that we talked about or imbalances. So the 50% of the work has to do with you working through those challenges, working through those energies and neutralizing them because um, although you can uh, do a lot with the physical activities that we've talked about. All the things that you can balance. Um, it just goes faster and easier if you also work on these these imprints and you work on your experiences and neutralize the 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 the, the effect it those experiences have in your current mindset.
0: Very helpful. Very very helpful yeah
1: that's that's me that's your second chakra I hope you know and I was thinking Jeanette I'll be you know I would really encourage people to get in touch with me if you have follow up questions just write in I don't I don't even mind like speaking with you for 15-20 minutes on the phone so you can kind of get through as many questions as you possibly can I don't even mind doing that because this is really powerful stuff once you kind of study them and you kind of recognize what's going on, the next time you, and I'm experiencing this in my own life, like, you know, when things are happening, I can immediately point to, ah, that, you know, that experience with my mother is causing this. <laughs> Freud would be like really happy at this point, but, <laughs> but you know, I can, I can, I can, so I can really see how some of the things um, in school, the bullying that I went through and some of the things that manifest now, and I can catch it. I can catch it before it spirals out of control. So I really want to have more and more people just self-educate and empower themselves about their own energy so that you can catch your spiral more efficiently. So I'll be happy to speak with anybody or you could email me with your questions um, but, yeah, I'm really excited for people to work this energy. Oh, me too. Oh,
0: all right. I like that, Ruby. Um, So we'll have you back again next month for our third chakra? Yes, ma'am. We do. Um, I'll send you. You, I'll send you a little
1: write-up, and then, you know, we'll do the third chakra next month. Um, And if no one has any questions, I have like a bonus exercise that I'd like to give everyone. Well, we do have one from
0: Veronica. Are you still dialed in, Veronica? I am. Go ahead and ask your question, and then we'll get oh. Ruby's bonus exercise. Oh, fabulous. Um,
2: double bonus. Uh, okay, so on the question, of, I mean, on the topic of forgiveness and release of karma, um, where is that in the chakra practice? Like, how could we apply that?
1: So forgiveness and release of any imprint <clears throat> happens <throat> in um, – for every stage in every chakra because it all depends on what experience or event you're trying to forgive so for example if you're trying to forgive an event where you were abandoned or you you experienced growing up a lack of food or lack of nourishment that would be work of the base chakra Mm -hmm. Um, whereas if you were trying to work through an experience or event where someone told you that your feelings don't matter or uh, not to show your emotions and toughen up or whatever. That would be the forgiveness work and the technique for the second chakra. So forgiveness and then release of the karma and imprint happen on all seven chakras because each of the chakras are very specific to uh, certain behaviors, certain energies, uh, psychological and physical manifestation. Does that make sense? It makes
2: total sense. And I can see how just kind of feeling into that and dropping into your body and setting the intention, like when you were talking about the um, uh, the kind of being shut down to self-express, I don't remember how you said that, but I could see doing some work on the second chakra and on the voice chakra as well. Um, Yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you. You're welcome. Good question,
0: Veronica. So, Ruby, let's have our bonus exercise.
1: Okay, so the bonus exercise, for, and, and this is specifically for this chakra, is <clears throat> I want each of you to think of a personal fear that you have kept guarded from your loved ones. So it's, it's, it's something that you're afraid of, Um and you haven't told anyone in the world. And this is not that, oh, I kind of, this is not the type of thing that, oh, I didn't pay a bill one time and I door dashed. No, this is a personal fear that you are feeling guilty about, and so you have kept it guarded. It could be an event. It could be a behavior. It could be thoughts that come to you. And what I want you to do is think of ways of how you can open up about them to at least one person that you trust and love. Try and do this particular assignment. It it relates directly to energy release of this particular chakra. (laughs)
0: That's
1: a good bonus,
0: Ruby. Thank you for the challenge. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Very fun. All right. Well, that was another good time. Thank you for bringing some things to light for me that I wasn't aware of before and inviting me new ways to play with energy. I really appreciate it, and I know others do as well. So I'm going to have fun chanting with my second (laughs) chakra sound now, and I'm excited to report back to you next month. Thank you. Okay, and we find you again every day. Everyone, find Ruby and show her some Facebook love everydayloamagic.com or socially Ruby? Is that it, Ruby? Okay, cool. Yes. All right. Well, thanks everyone for joining our call today and Ruby, looking forward to next month already.
1: Thank you, guys. Thanks,
0: Jeanette. Thank you, Ruby. Bye, -bye. everyone.
2: Bye-bye. Thanks, Jeanette. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation?